talking about the original red balloon movie um steven what's his name spielberg no steven whoever wrote the it book oh no there's this uh in film late class in 1990 uh 93 i watched the red balloon oh it's a it's a classic oh not the clown movie yeah oh okay yeah, so I don't know if, if all the, all those red balloon things stem from that that old movie. Yes. Let me look that up so you know. Some Stephen King. A literary classic. Okay. The Red Balloon. Well, you said I wasn't even alive in 1993. Who wasn't? Me. Oh. Well, that says 1956. Yeah, I think that's the movie I'm talking about. It's actually a pretty good movie. I don't know if that's it or not. Says it won an Oscar. Yeah, that's definitely the movie right there. The Red Balloon. All right, an Oscar-winning video. Great start to the podcast, talking about Red Balloons, and that was a DJ Snake video. Yep. No bikes today, just balloons. Dancing with the balloon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we've been been out dancing in the warm weather up high. Well, you have. I've been sitting in an office all weekend. Mm-hmm. Down here in the cold. Yeah, it's frigid. Yeah, this inversion has been destroying this place for for weeks. It seems like. I know it's just cold, and it's like if it's gonna be cold, why isn't it snowing? And then you go up high, and it's still not snowing. So no, it's like super it warm. It's like forty some degrees up high, and and the the wind's blowing good, which these inversions are kind of good when you've got a good snowpack that lays down, and then you just have the inversion that sits around. And then you can go up a little higher, and it's a little warmer, and the snow softens up some. And but we we just have no snow anywhere. Did you see the? Uh, oh, I'm gonna go ahead and call it crystal horror because down there in Hardy County or whatever, mm-hmm. they had horror crystals two inches long growing on fence posts for the moisture in the air. Oh, really? Yeah, it was crazy. These videos are or not videos. These pictures I was seeing on Twitter mm-hmm. is astounding at how how that happens, especially since. You know, it's been so dry and high pressure lately. Yeah. I've seen some pretty big... The biggest flakes I've seen are up in Aneroid Basin. Mm-hmm. And we saw some that... Yeah, that must have been close to two inch. It's crazy. But, well, just yesterday, though, up at Tollgate, the ones I took a picture of, they were probably about an inch or so. Nice. They were a decent size. But then the warmth comes in and blows those over and kills them. Oh, so they were gone by the afternoon? Yeah, they they oh. pretty much get so they destroyed a, pretty quick. They won't be a problem later on, yeah. and that's good. Yeah, I don't I don't think so. Usually around here, those get blown over by the wind, and they don't really get buried as uh, buried surface horror, which is a bad thing for avalanche. But right, um, usually they don't last too long. And it was already above freezing, so I'm sure some of these were getting knocked over. But there is enough snow down on the ground that. There should have been some plowing going on, and, and I think the county is off to a good start with their no plow. Um, they're off to a good start, meaning <laughs> that they're doing good by not plowing. Yeah, well, they're they're planned. Oh, to they're, not plow. Yeah, just as a follow up to our last last, uh, we talked about the county's plan to save money is just not to plow. Right. But so 
I know Wagner Hill Road's a sheet of ice right now, and some of these other roads <laughs> because there were there still have been no no plows. Um, and you well documented um, on our on our observation forum all the carnage that was happening on Hunter Road. Yes, when that was, first uh, snowstorm came, I guess there were elk getting carnage knocked out, killed, people roll, rolling over in ditches. Yep. Some someone tried to swerve to avoid a deer and also rolled over the other the about a week ago. So, yeah, people are. Uh, it always amazes me too because as long as we've been having snow in this valley, even the most seasoned drivers just suck at it. Like nobody slows down, and that's all it really takes is just slow down ten miles an hour, and all those problems go away because mm-hmm. you have control of your vehicle. But you go sixty miles an hour down Hunter Road, and you're gonna be done mm-hmm. for, especially along well, that sheet of ice. Well, for me, it's about. Um, it's not about necessarily driving slower. It's about knowing when to drive fast and knowing when not to. Right. That's the difficult right. thing around here. In fact, I was thinking about we need to have. Uh, I was thinking about writing up a recommendations for winter driving around here. Oh. Because the problem with our area isn't so much. I mean, we're constantly teetering above and below freezing. That's what makes it so difficult here because. The roads can be awesome one minute, and then they're not for a couple hours or something, and they're back to good. So if you hit it just wrong, you know, you could be going really fast into something that... And so knowing those cues, like um, when I was fr- driving over the, the pass the other night, I was using the technique of the, uh, the uh, sacrificial lamb. Right. Have you ever heard of that technique? Kind of. <laughs> Maybe you should uh, explain for it's our a, listeners. It's the technique of uh, letting some dumbass go by you. That's uh, that's going. They're going fast, but you know you could stay in front of them, but you let them go by you, and then, and then they're the the lemming way out in front of you, and right. you, you stay a safe distance, and you just watch watch what happens to them, and then if they hit some black ice or something, <laughs> <laughs> then you adjust accordingly. Yeah, they, they're the sacrificial lamb. Right. So I've, I've I used that technique before, but um, more than anything, just being able to read what the road looks like and. Now using salt on the freeways, it makes it a little different from what we're used to seeing in the past. Yeah. Uh, for you know what looks like a bad ice situation versus just um, some decent pavement that you can hook up on. Right. Which most vehicles these days have some sort of a temperature gauge, and people should use that to their advantage. Yeah. Because if that's saying thirty-five degrees, you know you you're pretty safe going about the speed limit, except mm-hmm. on the shaded corners. But yeah, you start getting around that freezing temperature point where it's teetering that's when it starts getting sketchy like you were saying yeah and and that that was going to be my other piece of advice you got to have a temperature gauge even on some older vehicles that don't have them like for example my rv i added a temperature gauge onto that um because it's essential because you're um yeah just just going blind like if you know the temperature outside uh, there's other clues, you know. You watch for things like if sprays coming up off of right. the tires, or uh, if if the water's freezing to your mirror, or something like that. Uh, means it's freezing. But even that, those these inversions, it can be difficult because sometimes you can be cruising, and it's like 35 degrees, and you drop down into some uh, gully or something or canyon, yeah, all and all of a sudden it goes something. straight to ice. And luckily, I had the temperature gauge saved me once at Three Mile Bridge there in Elgin, which is a notoriously bad spot for ice death. and stuff yeah death too <laughs> uh there's plenty of shrines up down there um but i was cruising along and it was like 
I don't know, like 40 some degrees in Somerville. And I came up to the top there and I happened to glance at my gauge just in time and all of a sudden it said 30, like out of nowhere. And so right before I dropped off the backside there, I'd hit the brakes on the dry pavement. And so I'd slowed down because when I hit that other side, it was just a skating rink all the way down to the bottom. So if I wouldn't have stayed heads up with that temperature gauge. Yeah, you and would have been a yeah. shine. <laughs> so I, I think I've got some advice to give because I've been, I haven't crashed since like, the, since I watched the Red Balloon movie, <laughs> that was about the same year, 1993, driving a rear-wheel drive Thunderbird and on a sheet of ice in Hood River. I went flying around. No damage, but it was kind of a wake-up call for me yeah. that uh, you really do need to be vigilant when the weather's getting crazy. And, and I, I've been driving these roads around here for a long time. I haven't, haven't crashed. I've been stuck in a few drifts before. but Well, that's um, inevitable. <laughs> yeah, just trying to push the limit, but... I have yet to even do a slide off, um, which is pretty common in Somerville, especially. Yeah. Like uh, slide offs on the road, so I'm sure it could happen, but I I think I'm pretty good at it, and I don't drive slow by any means. But um, I think it's about knowing those signs out there and having a few techniques. Well, speaking of, speaking of signs, you country people don't deal with this, but in La Grande people are notorious for not knowing where the lane of travel is they will drive in the middle of the road on the side of the road but anywhere but the actual lane of travel mm -hmm. and it's not difficult all you do is look at the traffic light and put your car in line with the traffic light yeah but people are driving down the bike lane or they're driving down the center of the road yeah. and, I, and then it looks makes me look like a jackass because i'm actually doing it the right way <laughs> yeah well and then then hunter road which we talk about quite a bit because i'm that's where i live i'm on going out hunter right hunter highway as i call it it um, is the expressway yeah that that uh road sometimes you know you can't see any lines there so last Are you talking year about the, where the road is stops on the sides yeah the side the sidelines and the right. center line sometimes you can't see that because of drifting or whatever so the um county put up a ton of new signs including the the uh the markers <coughs> on the side now right but over the summer, proceeded people had proceeded to mow down all of them with their vehicles. Well, so. didn't you tell me as soon as they installed it, somebody immediately just yeah, ran it over? within a week, so someone had taken <laughs> it out. So pretty much at least every other one of those is gone now, um, So which shows you, proves your theory that people don't know how to stay on the lane around here because no. every every one of those things has been mowed down. So I think they, they yearly, right before the snow starts hitting, they need to put up a whole... Uh, whole new setup of, of signs yeah and when i'm coming out the expressway with the trailer for the snowmobile out to your neck of the woods uh, that worries me more than driving down the highway the highway i have no problem with but the hunter road people are in my lane and it's like i don't have a lot of room with the trailer so it's like you're getting <laughs> yeah. out of the way yeah it, it goes instantly from like hunter highway to a bike path yeah it's, it's literally the width of a bike path <laughs> yeah and you're trying to fit two vehicles down there it's 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 great and there's no shoulder on it um it's an adventure out there Yep, for but sure. I haven't wrecked yet, so that's a good sign. Yeah, and then plus you got the most uneven pavement surface ever, so your yeah. trailer is your surprise. Your snowmobile isn't tossed off of it before you get out to <laughs> get out to my house. Yeah, yeah. So that that was that was heading up north. We've been heading to the Tollgate area because that's where <laughs> that's where all the snow fell down, and then um, but the, there's just enough of it you can mess around out there. Yeah, but we we've, we've been putting up some some of the reports on our website so you can see all that there so yeah i've, I've anyway I, I was thinking about the other night driving over the freeway i had to come up with a little uh recommendations for driving around here because it's it's there's something and i've talked to people that have 
lived all over the West and driven in places, you know, Wyoming, Montana, and they say this is one of the most difficult places on when the you're time to drive. freeway. Yeah, because it's one thing if it's like just straight up five degrees and and uh, cold and windy or whatever, you at least have consistency. But ours were like constantly between 30 and 34 degrees or something, and you're just in and out of this melt freeze that makes it uh, makes it really tricky driving around here. Definitely. So hopefully we didn't jinx ourselves for this winter. <laughs> what winters? As far as I'm concerned, it's still like uh, oh, there's a green grass out there and yeah, uh, no snow, nope, sunshine. Yeah, there's there's a there's we're waiting around a winter, but this is a typical like we get our December or January long dry stretch, not much going on, but yeah, I'll just wait around. All hell will break loose probably Friday or something, right? I bet it will. That'll be the uh, that'll be the start to the end. Yeah. Of course, your uh, your homeland. Well, I guess it's not your homeland, but where you lived in Texas for a few years, they got snow. I know, and I lived in Texas for three years, and they. It seemed like every time I left for a little vacation, all of a sudden they got some snow. Like I had three or four inches at my house once, and I was completely gone for it. Oh, that's unfortunate. But um, I did survive a couple ice storms down there, and you talk about people that can't drive. Put an ice storm down in Texas. Yeah. Everyone with their two-wheel drive truck is, they cannot drive literally. They are in the ditch or all over the place. It is mayhem. So if you want to see some carnage, go to Texas during a snowstorm. <laughs> it is ridiculous. I guess I better have a plane then and head down. Yeah, you, you should see that. So I, I definitely w went through some of those ice storms, and I'm glad we don't have, we hardly ever have ice storms here. Right. Um, well, you know. And we hardly ever have fog, so that's a... That's nice true. Thing. That's true. We have been dealing with that lately. Nice thing about Legrand. So we we also got a, um, all kinds of information from the Tollgate of Sher or the Sheriff of Tollgate <coughs> um, last week. Oh, we were getting all kinds of intel for the. I mean, the guy with the Ford, the Tollgate area. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we were finding out the, about the cinnamon rolls, the store opening, um, all kinds of good stuff up there. Yeah, he. Uh, yeah, he was full of information. Mm -hmm. And full of other things too that <laughs> we should have had a video recording of or something. Yeah, we'll we'll get that when we get the body cam going. I, well, I expected you when you were landing that drone up there to actually get some video of me and the sheriff talking. I should have. Yeah, I wasn't thinking clearly. <laughs> yeah, you should have. You were too worried about getting run over. <laughs> well, yeah, the, the drones were coming in, and it yeah. was kind of crazy. Yeah, and he's lots lots of uh, fast action and. Uh, up in the metropolis of Tollgate. Yes, which for the people coming over from Walla Walla it was not a good day on Saturday because I, I texted you, you know, that the uh, the tickets were being issued by the plethora. Mm. So up there, yeah. Hmm. So make sure you have your snow park permit only on the weekends, of course, because during the week nobody cares apparently. Yeah, and then we also got a tip on some spots that don't get checked. Supposedly, right. <laughs> so we were getting the inside story, but we can't we can't reveal our sources on this one. Yeah, we have a lot of good sources, don't we? Yeah, we do. Our uh, our little birds, yes, including the sheriff of Tollgate with his half yeah. button shirt. Yeah. So then I go up um, Buck Creek, and definitely some people have been out there. That's where I had my failing uh, uh, pedal on my fat bike, mm -hmm. and I could not believe it. I was expecting. I did one. Quick, took one quick video, and I was expecting to report back later after a redneck angel came and saved me, and no one. Came it's because you were on a bike. 
No, it doesn't matter. You can be on anything. Redneck angels are always supposed to show up when there's a problem. Mm -hmm. And there's and there was traffic. There was clearly like people had driven up the road. So I was expecting any minute for someone to drive up. And all I needed was just like a, a standard wrench because I wasn't carrying a, a adjustable wrench or anything. Right. A, or a big pair of pliers would have done it too. Um, but I just I couldn't get that pedal back on. And, and so I was expecting someone to show up any minute. But I don't know if maybe... I can't... It, maybe it was too early in the day. Redneck Angels. What time was it? Uh, this would have been... Uh, this is probably about 9 a.m. Oh, yeah, that was too early. 9.30. They'd yeah. be still hung over in bed. Yeah, that's right. Redneck Angels, you got to be later in the day. Yeah, like noon. I was wondering if it was that or maybe they just... Because uh, invariably, always there's always a someone that shows up. When there's a problem, especially. Right. And I had no one that showed up. I couldn't believe it. So then I had to go on foot and hike up some, some big wolf tracks. Yeah, I saw those. That kind of was uh, concerning. Yeah, they were they were cruising up there. At first, I was like, I mean, there were there were tracks. There were so many tracks; it was ridiculous. Um, and then I I thought, well, that's a wolf track. Then no, I saw one, and it was <coughs> a big mountain lion track. And then I kept going, and eventually, I was definitely in some wolf tracks higher yes. up there. But but yeah, I couldn't couldn't believe I didn't see see that. I, mean, I thought maybe the or maybe someone else was um, in in deeper trouble or something. Possibly. So there's a, the resources weren't there for the the angels. <laughs> there wasn't enough resource. I don't know, but for whatever reason, I I was kind of disappointed that our something we've been talking about this theory on redneck angels is uh, was kind of falling apart on me. I was expecting someone to show up at any moment. Yeah, I don't know. And I, I haven't saved anybody yet this year, I don't think. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I guess I haven't been out and about enough. I better go out in the mountains today make sure I do my good deed. Yeah, maybe it's just not full-on enough winter yet. No, it shouldn't matter. Any time of the year, the, the redneck angel. So I think there was a glitch in the system or something happened there. But we'll see. I'll, I'll bet on that it was just too early. Yeah, could have been it. There's a window. <laughs> you got to be within that window. Right, the time frame, like noon to 10. Mm-hmm. It's definitely the sled neck crowd. Yeah. They're always getting out there real late. Uh, yeah, I've never understood that because the snow's good at 7 o'clock in the morning. So <laughs> no, but no, they gotta got to gas up your rig and do all the other stuff. Get it ready. And yeah, stop the Flying J for get, breakfast. Get it out. <laughs> yeah. You know, they make it this full event like it's this big ordeal, and we're just heading out like it's just part of, you know, just another regular day. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, there's also some, uh, speaking of Tollgate, some big footage so we got some big, big footage. Big footage. It's going to go online soon, so be prepared for that. <laughs> yes, big footage. Yeah, we won't. Uh, we 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 know of some big footage that's going to go. go yeah, up. it was uh, kind of sketchy watching it. I was kind of confused. I wasn't sure what I was looking at. Yeah. It, so we need to. When we wrap up the podcast. We'll um. We'll uh. We'll get get some get some of that up. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And the other thing that um, I want to comment on was uh, the the newest sales tax in Oregon. Do you know Oregon has sales tax? Apparently they do now. Yeah, on um, on bicycles. We've been getting harassed by the government saying, "Did you know you're supposed to be collecting tax on on bikes?" Yep. <laughs> and we're like, "Well, that's another good reason that we're not selling bikes." Yeah, I don't know. It's such anymore. a terrible. 
Like, I thought the state was trying to encourage people to go green, and all of a sudden now there's all this extra money you have to pay for the state. And who knows what they're doing with it. Yeah, the most ridiculous thing ever is we don't have sales tax, but then we're going to add it. Let's add it just on a bike only. Yeah, like if you what? Would, so if you spend over $200, you know what we should start doing is just selling bikes to outside <laughs> of state. Right. Because if we sell outside of state, you don't collect sales tax on it. It said that in the paperwork I was getting, but... Anyway, we're getting harassed even, and I don't even know what's making them think we're a bike dealer, but um, they seem to think we need to be collecting sales tax for Oregon. Apparently. Yeah, but what an asinine. Way to go, uh, <laughs> Oregon legislature, with uh, adding that new tax. Well, you know, they had added that tax, too, for vehicles, though. Yeah. On the purchase of a vehicle. So, it's mostly part of their transportation reform, which, if you ask me, there's no reform about it. Yeah. It's not getting better. Oh, so it, it's not just... The, I didn't even know about that vehicle tax. Yeah. They added that. How much is that? Uh, I can't remember. It's like 3% up to a certain amount of money, like three grand or something. Oh, in that case, I won't I won't be buying a new truck then. Nope. Not here anyways. You have, you have to pay it on used vehicle purchases? I don't know. Hmm. I just saw something when it was talking about the registration fees. Yeah. So, yeah, the state of Oregon is oh, I, yeah, uh, I think, failing. Yeah, registration fees? Well, that, that went up, too. Yeah. So, yeah, this is not a good state if you want to save your money. Well, you know what you can do, though, is go buy, um, just go buy bikes in Washington. They'll honor your sales tax. Right. Uh, and then they don't have to collect the tax money from you. Yep. So go to go to Scott's bike, bike shop and uh, don't go to the... Don't go to the Hermiston one. Go to the Kennewick one. Kennewick. <laughs> you can go shop at the Hermiston one, but then go buy your bike in Kennewick. Right. You just uh, go across the uh, the border. Yeah. So there, there, I think there's some some ways. But anyway, what a stupid stupid thing. I'd hate to be in a bike shop dealer in Portland when you can just go. Someone can go across the border to Vancouver probably yep. and buy a bike. But maybe I don't know. Maybe they figured out some way around that. But in any case, it's dumb to be buying a two hundred and five dollar bike and have to pay sales tax on it. Yeah. But I hear that money is supposed to stay local. I disagree. I don't think it will. Yeah, but I I'd heard something about stays within the county or whatever. And in that case, we'll all have all of what like maybe fifty bucks or something to spend on a right on a tool for a trail. <laughs> I don't know what what's going on with that. So um, so <laughs> maybe we should all be in favor of it. All the promotion we do for bicycle, maybe maybe we'll get some tax money that's coming wishful, in to wishful support wishful our business, so we don't just. Need go offline and go out of business at any moment right yeah <laughs> who yeah, knows failure on the legislator what what next though how come we're not getting taxed on skis and stuff and other modes of transport shoes well i think bikes have just been a hated whatever because the wilderness act prohibits bikes in yeah. the wilderness oh there's some some updates on that news though oh, is there yeah they were, the wilderness um Oh, what's the name? The Sustainable Trails Coalition. They actually did have a hearing on that the uh, House bill. Oh, good. So within the last week or so, um, they had a hearing on it. So that that bill is making some progress. We'll see what happens with it. But very nice. Keep my fingers crossed. I'll I'll be happy to pay um, bike sales tax if we can get wilderness biking legal. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So in, anyway. Uh, that was some positive news on that that I've been seeing on their Facebook page recently. Um, but other than that, we're expecting expecting to be in a little more snow action here by the weekend. Yeah, hopefully um, uh, we get some snow. I think Friday, Friday night probably get some snow. And unfortunately for me, I'm not going out on Saturday because it's 
Redneck Saturday. There's gonna be too many people, so I won't be going anywhere. But maybe by next week, I'll be out. Yeah, and it's not. Um, there's there's actually what we have now is better than like a month ago when there was kind of this really in between stuff. But um, I have been finding that fat biking is pretty good right now because you got this nice compact stuff. You got enough enough snow that people have been out packing it down and then you can get in a either a, a wheeled vehicle track or some type of track and uh right get some fat biking in or um but i wouldn't want to try nordic skiing now you gotta um search around for some places that haven't been completely tracked to oblivion true and uh, but there's there's definitely some winter activities that can be done and there's plenty of evidence up that of that, especially in the Tollgate area. Yeah, there's tracks everywhere. Mm-hmm. Different, all sorts of different types of tracked uh, machines. So, yep. Well, keep checking our website. We'll keep putting up. Um, we're trying to do more with video this year and um, other pictures, but we've always been good about posting up a lot of pictures. Yep, they always tell the best story. Yeah, they're worth a thousand words, aren't they? Yep, so... How much is a video worth? How many words? Well, it's, what, 30 images per second? Yeah, so... So 30 times. 30,000? Yeah. 30,000 per second? <laughs> yep. Really? We got, we need to do more video. I guess. Yeah, this video we're watching is probably 400,000 words. Yeah, what are you learning? Uh, be friendly. <laughs> And dance, yeah. like a whatever that is. Those guys did not look like they were playing basketball. They weren't. They were just hanging out on a basketball court. Yeah.